0: I'm not afraid of the dark. If you think about the darkness the wrong way, it might seem like it's hiding something from you. A spider, or a monster, or a ghost. But it helps if you make friends with the dark. Like I have. The old folks need headlamps to get dressed. But when I wake up, my hands and feet find their way. Cave dark. Belly dark. Like our entire town of Prine has been swallowed but we haven't been swallowed because I hear the tiny, sticky steps of a beetle on my window screen. I imagine it saying good morning and I answer under my breath. Then I press my ear against the wall beside my bed where I hear my sister, Hirana, murmuring and I smile. She says I'm always talking to myself, but she does too, especially lately. I think it's something about the dark. It makes you want to whisper, just to fill the space. The gloom is thickest in the morning. We haven't cut the lockwood back yet. The lockwood. I've seen things like it in old, old comic books. A plant that grows like it wants to choke out the sun. Maybe it would if the kids in Prime didn't climb up every morning to cut the vines and let the light in. Until then, it's dark. And this is the time when the dark keeps my secret for me. It's hidden under my mattress and I find it easily. The old phone fits in my hand like a flat pink brick. I duck under my covers, fully dressed, and a moment later have it pressed against my ear, listening to Aunt Josie's voice. I never met Aunt Josie, but these are the voice messages she left my mom before she died. I found the phone one day when I was looking for socks and Hirona's drawer was empty and my mom's dresser It was tucked into the back behind flannel pajamas. Nothing saved on it but the voice messages. Mom didn't notice I had it until the day I asked her, what conservancy did Aunt Josie work for? And mom's eyes jerked up. She knew I could only have learned about it from one place and told me to put the phone back. And I did, for a while. But the recordings of my aunt's voice were like listening to a ghost whisper in my ear. And I've never been scared of ghosts. I'd welcome them if they came. Aunt Josie, my dad, Granada, I've even asked them to come before. They take up enough invisible space in our house. They might as well come inside, but they never do. What's gone stays gone, my mom always says. She's not interested in memories unless there's something she thinks she can learn from them. Like when she figured out our great uncle who was dead used to go to fascist rallies. That kind of thing is like a mutant octopus, she says. Just cut off its tentacles and it will grow ten more until you actually deal with the problem of a mutant octopus. But it's not like that with Aunt Josie. Just that the fires took her, and that keeping our eyes on the future is how we prevent more loss. Mom doesn't think there's anything to learn from just missing people. And I don't know if there is either. But I sit and listen to Aunt Josie's voice under my blanket anyway. So many voice messages, some short, some long, dozens of them. I have a rule. If it's 30 seconds or less, I can listen to two. Otherwise, I only listen to one each morning. Today is a two message day. 1. Hi, it's me, just returning your call. I'm at the zoo until 4. I'll call you after. Later. 2. You left just before they brought the falcon out. You really missed out. Only 19 left in the world. I know it depresses you. Maybe I shouldn't have invited you. Are you going on a date with the guy you met in Kincaid? I wish you'd let me meet him. You don't have to be so secretive all the time. Well, thanks for coming anyway. I hope it wasn't too much for you. Next time, invite me to your lab. Or is that a secret too? Gotta run. Love you. Later.